Protesters are disrupting Olympic torch ceremonies over China's crackdown in Tibet. But what about the repression of Christians in China? We'll discuss it with Carl Moeller of Open Doors USA. And we'll address the firestorm created by Barack Obama's statement tying voters bitter about the economy to guns and religion. This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire. We will not falter. And we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Your host is Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson. From my perspective, the characterization of people uh, in a way that uh, really seemed to be elitist and out of touch. All right, that's Hillary Clinton, and she's saying that Barack Obama, uh, out there in San Francisco, behind closed doors, talking to a bunch of uh, liberal leftists, he said these small-town people... They go to their guns, and they go to their God, and um, he got caught on tape, and Hillary Clinton says that's the kind of elitist rhetoric that uh, John Kerry and Al Gore were defeated with, and uh, Obama is wrong. Here's John McCain. I think those comments are elitist. All right, he says the same thing. That is, Obama sounds like a liberal, a leftist, out of touch. Later in the program, we're going to ask you what you think about it. But now, uh, last night, there was this uh, debate or forum at Messiah College, and actually the theme was mainly about religion. You've heard of Jim Wallace, the new sort of religious left, the Democrats trying to connect to evangelicals. And um, Obama and Hillary both had a lot to say about faith. Democrats need to get in church, reach out to evangelicals link faith with the work that we do. All right, did you hear that? Obama's saying we need to get into evangelical churches. That means they need to get the evangelical vote. They want to get those red state votes. And uh, so uh, talking the way he did in San Francisco might not be the way to do it, but we're going to talk <laughs> about that later. Uh, here's Hillary. I have been, a, ever since I was a little girl, uh, a great admirer of Esther. Uh, And I used to ask that that be read to me over and over again. All right. Does Hillary see herself as Esther? Is she going to save her people, save the nation? We're going to talk about both themes. The elitism or the accusations of elitism against Barack Obama. We're going to talk about that. But also this Democrat outreach 
to people of faith, to evangelicals. We're going to ask you to to call in to respond on both themes in just a minute. Also, Dr. Johnson, we've been talking about this issue in the run-up to the Beijing Olympics in August. The spotlight has been on China's repression of Tibet and, of course, this free pass that it gives the Sudanese government for the genocide in Darfur. But, you know, the question we're not asking, or at least the media isn't asking, is what about its treatment of Christian missionaries and house churches in and around Beijing itself? Another question, will Christian groups be given freedom to evangelize during the Olympics? Carl Moeller, president of Open Doors USA, is going to join us later to talk about it. All right, let's get back to Hillary versus Obama. Now, here's the scene again. Obama, out in San Francisco, raising money among the liberals and the leftists, said, um, hey, these uh, poor working class country folks cling to guns and religion. And Hillary Clinton found here an open door for criticism. Here's her full statement last night. From my perspective, the characterization of people uh, in a way that uh, really seemed to be elitist and out of touch is something that... uh, we have to overcome. You know, the Democratic Party, to be very blunt about it, has been viewed as a party that didn't understand and respect the values and the way of life of so many of our fellow Americans. And uh, I think it's important that we make clear uh, that we believe people are people of faith uh, because it is part of their a whole being. It is what gives them meaning in life through good times and bad times. It is there as a spur, an anchor to center one in the storms, but also to guide one forward in the day-to-day living that uh, is part of uh, everyone's journey. And, you know, when we think about the legitimate concerns that people have about trade or immigration, those are problems to be solved. And that's what I think we should be focused on. All right, so it's Hillary Clinton criticizing Barack Obama for saying that small-town folk, country folk, cling to guns and religion. How do you feel about Obama? And then Hillary's criticism. The number is 800-881-9270. Is this going to help Obama in his outreach, he said, to evangelicals? Or uh, is Hillary right? This is going to backfire and that uh, actually it sounds elitist. We're going to talk about Obama and Hillary on religion later, but right now we're just talking about this idea of elitism and evangelicals. The number is 800-881-9270. Your thoughts, Penna? Well, they're really trying to reach out to folks in uh, Indiana and, of course, Pennsylvania, which is the next primary, and these people are really what we have called over the years the Reagan Democrats, and they're up for grabs. Hillary Clinton has most of them right now, and I think Obama gave her a gift by saying people that are you know, dealing with economic problems, they're hard-pressed in the economy, and then tying that to uh, somebody who's clinging to their guns and their religion. It did sound a little condescending. Of course, he's been trying to explain it ever since. He was making this statement to some, as you said, liberals out in San Francisco. Uh, but in an age of YouTube, <laughs> uh, you can't really uh, get away from such comments. And Hillary Clinton has been capitalizing on it. All right. We got Bob on the line from Terrell. Bob, what do you think of this? Yeah, uh, Dr. Johnson, I think it was kind of a a ridiculous statement because uh, uh, living in Terrell, uh, 
we see illegal illegal immigrant, and uh, so we uh, did get disgusted with illegal immigration. So uh, I go grab my deer rifle and I say, "All right, let's go get in the truck. Let's go uh, start uh, getting rid of illegal immigrants in Terrell." Even though I'm a Christian, how can I uh, down? How can I agree with that kind of uh, thinking? Well, I think what you're saying, Bob, there is there's a caricature that Obama is. Uh, is playing that is you know I'm sure the Amen Corner if there's one out in San Francisco you know he was playing to the gallery there but uh, he will not make that speech in Pennsylvania he got caught and Hillary Clinton is not letting him off here's Hillary Clinton again criticizing Obama here she is but I do think it raises a lot of concerns and we've seen that exhibited in the last several days by people here in Pennsylvania, in Indiana where I was yesterday and elsewhere, because it did seem so much in line with what often we are charged with. Someone goes to a closed-door fundraiser in San Francisco and makes comments that do seem elitist, out of touch, and frankly patronizing. Uh, That has nothing to do with him being a good man or a man of faith. Uh, we had two very good men and men of faith run for president in 2000 and 2004. But large segments of the electorate concluded that they did not really understand or relate to or frankly respect uh, their ways of life. And I think that is a, an issue for uh, voters, as I've heard today from uh, people I visited in Scranton and elsewhere. So. This is this is a legitimate political issue. All right. So Hillary says that Gore and John Kerry didn't get it, didn't connect with small town, red state America. And uh, Obama does not as well. We've got court on the line from Dallas. Court, do you think Obama got it wrong here? Well, he got it wrong. Uh, but more importantly, uh, he, he in essence, he got it right in describing the Democratic mentality, I, I would say. <laughs> Um, he's the entire Democratic Party is built around making decisions for the quote kind of uh, you know silly small town folks that um, you know go to church and own guns. That's their been their premise from taxation to gun bans to smoking bans to whatever they can, however they can kind of uh, dictate lifestyles. That's that's been what they've been about. So I don't think in I don't think Obama is misrepresenting the Democratic mm. Party's platform. More importantly, though, uh, Obama has supported an outright ban on multiple occasions on every semi-automatic weapon uh, in the country. And that encompasses not only pretty much every handgun, but most rifles as well. Would and, you say he's more anti-gun than Hillary? Oh, he's far more anti-gun than Hillary. He's, I mean, there, there isn't anyone... I, I can't think of another sitting U.S. senator, with the exception of maybe Ted Kennedy, that would agree with banning handguns. I mean, that's, that's licensing handguns. That's that I disagree with completely, but that's one thing. Uh, senator Obama, on multiple occasions, has come out and said he is supportive, or he's supporting a outright ban. The first time was in 1996, and he backed away from it and said, well, I didn't really, someone else filled out that questionnaire. But then in 1998, he came out again, and he said, you know, he was for supporting the outright ban on semi-automatic weapons, which any gun owner in the galaxy should run far and fast from. I mean, that, that's, 
that's ludicrous. And hey, that's thanks, Court. We got to go, but that's reinforcing the red and blue state America, Hillary says, and that's going to be a problem for Obama. That's why the Clinton people are saying uh, to the superdelegates, Obama cannot win a general election. He just can't do it. Let's go quickly to Janelle on the line from Fort Worth. Janelle, what's your view? Janelle, are you there? You're on the air. I think we lost Janelle, but let's do this because uh, Barack Obama really reacted to Hillary. And it's kind of funny to listen to this now because all of a sudden Hillary Clinton is standing up for redneck America. She's standing up. She's uh, uh, She had a beer in a, uh, mm-hmm. a bar there in Pennsylvania, and Obama was mocking her for that as well. But here is Obama uh, rebuking Hillary Clinton for hypocrisy on guns. I expected this out of John McCain. But I've got to say, I'm a little disappointed when I start hearing the exact same talking points coming out of my Democratic colleague, Hillary Clinton. She knows better. She knows better. Shame on her. Shame on her. She knows better. She's running around talking about how this is an insult to sportsmen. She's how she values the Second Amendment. She's talking like she's Annie Oakley. <laughs> Hillary Clinton's out there, you know, like she's out in the duck blind every Sunday. She's packing a six shooter. Come on. She knows better. That's some politics being played by Hillary Clinton. I want to see that picture of her out there in the duck blind. All right, Hillary Clinton in the duck blind. I don't think she'll fall into that trap. Penna, you know, Dukakis uh, had a picture of in a tank, and mm-hmm. John Kerry had a goose on a goose hunt, and uh, both those men lost the election. But... Um, Obama obviously playing politics in San Francisco. He was throwing the red meat out to the liberals. He got caught. But both Clinton and Obama at Messiah College last night and uh, talking about faith, talking about outreach to evangelicals. Later in the program, we're going to examine that outreach to evangelicals and see where they stand on the life issue, on the marriage issue. But coming up next... Human rights violations in China, the Olympics, should we boycott the opening ceremony, should we boycott the games, we'll talk to an expert on the persecuted church in China. This is Jerry Johnson Live with Penn Dexter. We'll be right back. For what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness? No partnership. Or what fellowship has light with darkness? No partnership. Or what harmony has Christ with Belial or Satan? No partnership. Or what has a believer in common with an unbeliever? And the answer to those is negative. This is John MacArthur inviting you to a very special event this Friday night at 7.30. We'll be at Crossroads Christian Church in Grand Prairie. Friday night, April 18th. It's an evening with John MacArthur. I love the fact he is called the living God. Don't forget, April 18th, 7.30 p.m., an evening with John MacArthur. And you, our faithful Criswell Communications family. 
Why? Just to say thank you for your faithful support of this radio ministry. From San Angelo or Texoma or even in the Metroplex, you're invited to this evening with John MacArthur. The Spirit lives within us. The Spirit of Christ, the living God, dwells in us. This Friday night at 7.30, a free gift from our family to yours on CRN. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. whole world knows the Dalai Lama is not seeking independence or separation. All right, that's the Dalai Lama on the Dalai Lama. He always um, refers to himself in the third person. It's kind of funny. But um, everyone is focusing on Tibet, China cracking down on Tibet, seeking some autonomy, and it's really a police state. The Chinese have brought in thousands and thousands of people to uh, rule that territory. Uh, but not many people focusing on really how China is treating her own people, particularly Christians. And uh, folks are protesting the Olympics already. People are trying to douse the Olympics flame, trying to capture the Olympic flame. Many people saying that President Bush should not go to the opening ceremonies. Uh, Chancellor Merkel of Germany is not going to the opening ceremony. Uh, Some are even saying we should boycott the entire Olympics today. Some Olympians saying, no, we just need to boycott it by winning the gold medals. That's That's how we beat the Chinese. But but a lot of people overlooking, really, China's treatment of Christians. We need to talk about that, Penna. Well, you know, China has tried to convey this image of religious tolerance, and that's somewhat been destroyed uh, by this crackdown in Tibet and all these protests. And, of course, this torch-extinguishing new sport that's been taking place at the uh, the relays has brought the public eye to Tibet and, to some degree, uh, what goes on in Darfur. But what about Christianity? You know, we hear about a registered church over in China, but what about the house churches, and what about people that are trying to set up to evangelize at the Olympics? With us to discuss this is Carl Moeller. He is president of Open Doors USA. And Dr. Moeller, thank you so much for joining us. Well, it's great being with you, Pena. Well, you know, we want to talk about what is happening uh, in Beijing itself, even near where uh, the Olympic venues will be. I mean, I'm sure there are people there that are expecting to evangelize and Christians in China that meet in these house churches. What is happening to them right now in the run-up to the Olympics? Well, it's a very uh, it's a very interesting question because, again, China's public relations machine is in full, full gear uh, to try and overcome uh, what is naturally the world's apprehension about uh, the way it's uh, being seen treating people in Tibet and other parts of the world. China's um, been a persecutor of Christians ever since the communist takeover in the uh, 1940s. Um, and the reality is for uh, millions of Chinese Christians, uh, this past year, 2007, was a horrible year um, because uh, house churches were pressured to close. Uh, house church leadership in, uh, in in Beijing and other Olympic cities has been uh, interrogated, uh, some part in some places arrested and uh, and moved out of the city. And as well, uh, it's well documented over a hundred um, expatriate Americans and other uh, nationalities who were there as workers helping to facilitate gospel conversations uh, were also asked to leave the country as a result. So it's um, it's a it's a crisis for public relations in China, but it's really also a crisis for the church there in China because as China feels this pressure, it tends to crack down even more. And while we're not so um, 
you know, we're, we're not so worried about when the cameras are there turned on during the Olympics. We're very concerned about what happens uh, in the run-up to the Olympics and after the cameras leave. And... Um, China's left to its own policies. Dr. Moeller, there will be repercussions down the road, but it kind of sounds like it's sort of a cleanup operation of Christians before the Olympics. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's a great way to put it. It, It's definitely, according to the Chinese, mopping up any undesirable elements. Uh, It's been well documented in other other publications and sources of how it's been cleaning up homeless people from the streets of Beijing and getting rid of, uh, you know, the the kind of shanty towns that naturally spring up in a massive city like that where where homeless people gather um, and uh, deporting those people back to the countryside, you know, forcibly, uh, with government programs. But very little has been written about the way that China has been doing uh, an extensive amount of pressure on Christians uh, in there. And they're definitely seeing Christian uh, house church members as a undesirable element of their community during the time of the Olympics. <laughs> Anyone who will call China's bluff on its human rights record is definitely going to be undesirable to China. This is Jerry Johnson Live with Penn and Dexter. We're talking to Dr. Carl Moeller president of Open Doors. Uh, let me ask you this, Dr. Moeller, uh, how can Christians pray? You know, some people are talking about the boycotts of the opening ceremonies, the boycotts of the entire Olympics, uh, the dousing of the torch and so forth. Yeah. But uh, one proper Christian response certainly would be prayer. How can we pray, um, especially during the season leading up to the Olympics, even during the Olympics? How would you advise us to pray? Oh, that's an excellent question, you know, because at Open Doors, we are, we are not political, we are pro-Jesus. I mean, that's our stance, and we're pro-Christians uh, in China. So we are, we're doing everything we can to support them. And one thing that anyone listening to this can do is, of course, pray. Um, and that is the most powerful weapon in our spiritual arsenal for helping Chinese Christians during this time. Uh, Open Doors has a program to help people do that, and we have a one-minute for one country for one-year program that people can sign up for. And what what happens when you go on our website and you sign up for that program is every day you receive an email with a prayer point and a Bible verse on the Olympics in China. We're praying for one country, China, for one minute, just one minute a day, praying for China and the Chinese Christians, and for one year. We started um, of August of 07, and we will go through the opening day, August 8th of 2008, praying every day for China. And I can tell you, every day I get those uh, emails on my cell phone, or I get them on my, my email box, and, and I'm always prompted to pray for our brothers and sisters in China. And I've read that uh, athletes are not going to be able to bring Bibles in. Have you heard anything about this? Well, you know, I've I've heard uh, different different things about that, and I think it's very important that we don't overblow uh, the situation. Right. If China were to restrict the uh, uh, access of athletes to religious um, uh, articles such as Bibles or, or worship services or anything like that, I mean, we we are talking about a major story at that point. So I wouldn't I wouldn't want to say anything in advance that might not prove to be true. But certainly with, uh, with the way China acts uh, in private, you know, we know that uh, we need to be very concerned about China's behavior towards, towards this whole, uh, the whole segment of society, the Christians. Dr. Moeller, I've followed the Olympics and the way Christians are trying to reach out to others at the Olympics for years. And generally, you've got people taking their vacation, uh, loading their suitcases with tracks, right. um, large youth groups going over, working the concessionaires, working the athletes. Uh, what do you think is going to happen at, at these games with those kinds of efforts? Would we see people arrested or kicked out of the country? What do you think? 
Well, you know, we're actually we're joining with other ministries and many other ministries uh, in doing very similar activities. We're encouraging Americans and and people of all uh, countries that are free to go and to go and evangelize. We have materials, of course, they can take with them that are specifically written uh, for Chinese audiences at the Olympic Games, and they can they can get those from us free if they would like to, uh, you know, put them in their suitcase and and wonderful. But I'll tell you this, I think the risk is this, and, and you know, Open Doors is famous for being a, you know, quote, risk-taking organization, to going to places where Christianity is illegal and still proclaiming the Word of God. But I would tell you, if they do that, the worst thing they could do to us as Americans, and they, and they really, it's unlikely they will, would be to take our materials away. Um, because during these uh, four weeks of the Olympic uh, uh, experience there in, in Beijing, China is going to pretend it's just as open as any other country in the world. And uh, during those four weeks, you know, we're going to take them up on it, and we're going we're gonna to say, okay, fine, let's bring in the things that we need to. Let's, uh, let's make sure we encourage people to do evangelism. And as long as we're very cautious so that we're not uh, creating a difficult situation for Christians uh, intentionally by going over there and exposing them to the Chinese government, I think we'll be all right to do evangelism. Dr. Mulder, thank you so much for joining us today. Can you tell us really quick again how to get that prayer email? Oh, absolutely. They can go to our website at opendoorsusa.org, opendoorsusa.org. And right there on the front page is all about uh, um, China and our our North Korea Freedom Week, which is going on, and and many of the other 60 countries that Open Doors works in. Dr. Carl Moeller, Open Doors USA, thank you so much for being with us. God bless you guys. You too. You know, uh, the Apostle Paul said, All that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Of course, Jesus talked about the servant not being greater than the master. Persecuted him. They're going to persecute us. Peter wrote a good bit about persecution. The Apostle John in the book of Revelation presumes, presupposes persecution of Christians at the end times. And I think as Americans, um, we're just not where the rest of the world is. uh, uh, Presuming that we will be persecuted, and that has been the lot of most Christians through most of the centuries. It certainly was of the early church, and we are told in the New Testament, toward the end, that persecution will actually intensify. So let's be praying that uh, Jesus Christ will be exalted and glorified in the midst of this persecution, even in China. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk about faith. We're going to talk about religion and how the Democrats are really reaching out and trying to Attract evangelicals. Again, here is Hillary Clinton last night at Messiah College. I have been, a, ever since I was a little girl, uh, a great admirer of Esther. Uh, and I used to ask that that be read to me over and over again. All right. Is this working, this supposed outreach to evangelicals by the Democrats? The number is 800-881-9270. We're going to talk about the Democrats, Hillary and Obama, on abortion, on Marriage. Now, here's Barack Obama again. Democrats need to get in church, reach out to evangelicals, link faith with the work that we do. Get in church. What happened to separation of church and state? Well, there it is. <laughs> Democrats need to get in church, need to reach the evangelicals. Why? They need to win some of these red states where the Bubba's, the rednecks, that uh, like the guns and religion, Obama says. His message is getting mixed in the space of a week. San Francisco, uh, one thing. Uh, Messiah College, another. What do you think of that? 800-881-9270. We have some specific quotes from Barack Obama from last night on evolution. What do you think Barack Obama believes 
about creation versus evolution. He is unequivocal. You'll want to hear that when we come back. Also Obama on marriage. Also Hillary Clinton and Obama on the sanctity of human life. Last night they were asked, I have the answers. We want you to call 800-881-9270. We'll be right back. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. In the face of suffering, there is no doubt in my mind that God calls us to respond. All right, what about the separation of church and state? God calls us to respond. She's talking about government. Are the Democrats ready to say that we ought to be doing as a government what God wants us to do? I haven't heard that kind of rhetoric in a long time. Well, it works if you're talking about social programs. What she means is not what you and I individually to do. She's talking about what government ought to do. Really, Hillary cares. She's talking about government-run health care and other kinds of social programs, that God wants the government to do that. I don't know, as a theologian, if you can make the case that God wants government to do it. I think you can make the case that God wants families to do it. God wants uh, churches to do it. God wants communities to do it. But I don't know about government. You know, the religious left, though, I think is trying to bring government into this. For instance, you mentioned Jim Wallace and that he was there at this forum. And uh, he asked a question to Barack Obama. Actually, an audience member uh, asked the question. I guess Jim Wallace responded. And he said that he wants poverty cut in half in America within 10 years. So that's, they're pushing for that type of thing. And it's not just individuals or churches. It's government uh, action that they're asking for. Okay, it wasn't a debate last night. It was a forum at Messiah College, and it was on religion. And uh, both Hillary and Obama saying, hey, religion is very important, and the Democrats need to get in church and get the evangelical vote. But here's Obama, and I think uh, now... Uh, beginning to uh, broach some issues that evangelicals might not be comfortable with. Here's Obama on evolution. I do believe in evolution. Uh, I, do, I don't think that is incompatible with Christian faith, just as I don't think science generally is incompatible with Christian faith. All right. Is evolution compatible or incompatible with Christian faith? Maybe not his kind of faith. But maybe your kind of faith. Let's talk about that. The number is 800-881-9270. Is the Democrat outreach to evangelicals the real deal? Or is this a counterfeit evidenced by this evolution comment? Let's see what you think out there. we got Diana on the line from Oklahoma. Diana, thank you for calling. You're on the air. Hi. Thank you. Um, I listen to Christian radio all the time. Um K-S-Y-E, I I hope. (laughs) I just really have a comment to make. Um, I am a person who lives in the country, in Oklahoma. I suppose I am what is being called a redneck. I find that very (laughs) offensive. Well, do you find what Obama said offensive about uh, bitter... I find what Obama says offensive, and I happen to be a Democrat. Ah. I am a Bible-believing Christian... Um, Do y'all have guns at your house? <laughs> Pardon? He's you, teasing you, Diana. No, well, actually, I want to know do you, if you have guns. I mean, Obama talked yes, about guns. Yes, I have guns. We have guns. Yes. Sure. We live in the country, and and we have a right to carry and bear arms. Yes, yes. By the Constitution. Yes. And I think it's extremely dangerous 
to deny us the right to bear and carry arms. Obama, frankly, scares me to death. Mm. He is a very eloquent speaker when he's not stepping on his own toes. Mm. But then so was Adolf Hitler. Mm. Wow. Um, I think he's extremely frightening. Uh, and I happen to normally vote Democrat, but I certainly don't want Obama in. Mm. Um, so if he's the nominee, you're probably not voting Democrat this time. Uh, no, I certainly won't. Uh. I won't vote. De- and, but I don't vote a straight ticket. Sure. I normally vote Democrat, though. Mm. Um well, thank you, Diana. That's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, folks reacting who live in the country and uh, who are Christians who might norm, uh, vote Democrat normally, but they are part of the gun culture and uh, they don't like uh, this rhetoric. Let's go to LD from Dallas. LD is off the line, tired of waiting, I guess, but uh, call back LD if you want. We've got uh, Namadi from Allen. Thank you for calling. Uh, what's your view? I, I might feel that uh, I've always credited Obama with a lot of intelligence, but his thing about evolution and uh, Christianity uh, not being incompatible is, is the most stupid thing I've ever had him say. <laughs> it's, it's, it's either that you believe human beings evolved from monkeys, or you believe that God made us in his own image. Wow. There's just no way you can you can't say that God looks like a monkey. That's, that's just that's just nonsense. Hey, thank you, Namdi. Let's play that quote again from Barack Obama on evolution. I do believe in evolution. Uh, I, do, I don't think that is incompatible with Christian faith, just as I don't think science... All right, that's know, enough of that, but he says evolution, not incompatible with Christian faith. What's your reaction to the Democrat outreach to Christians, to evangelicals? Is it sincere, or is it only just the surface? 800-881-9270, 800-881-9270, or send us an email, talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, Penna, we need to get beneath the surface here and talk about the issues. That is, what are the real issues that evangelicals care about? And for that matter, people in the so-called red states. I mean, if Obama and Clinton are trying to get in church and get the evangelical vote, that was his language, not mine, uh, it's going to be more than just the God talk. Uh, Jimmy Carter got the born-again vote in 76, but he lost it in 80 because on the issues like abortion and marriage, even back then, he was wrong. Are the Democrats going to do any better on these two issues? And so we see what Obama says about evolution. I think a lot of folks are going to have a problem with that. But uh, let's listen to Obama. Uh, These are older quotes. What does Obama believe about human sexuality, about marriage? Here is Obama. There are some folks who, coming out of the church, uh, have elevated one line in Romans uh, above the Sermon on the Mount. Okay, I have to say this again. It's not one line. It's an entire section, paragraphs, perhaps most of the chapter. And Paul makes a long argument that goes all the way back to Genesis 1, that we are made in God's image and God made us male and female. And Paul says the thing that's so bad about homosexuality is that it's a rejection of the created order for sexuality, and that indicates a rejection of the Creator and His created order. And so it's not one verse, Mr. Obama, and there's no contradiction between that and the Sermon on the Mount or any other passages in the Old or the New Testament. But uh, there are quotes like that that make me think he's going to have a tough time selling 
this evangelical outreach. Well, that was a forum. I believe that quote was from a forum uh, where he was actually speaking to homosexuals, the oh, homosexual yes, there it is human again. rights campaign. San Francisco versus Pennsylvania. So, you know, he, he cannot choose his audiences, though, in a sense, in this world, as we said before. And it's not going to play in, as you said, red state America or even... Uh, you know, middle America, even some of the Democrat constituencies who are, for instance, Roman Catholic uh, across the country. I mean, the Pope's coming this week and, you know, they're trying to talk to the Catholics. He is his timing is kind of bad here. We want to know what you think. Is uh, this kind of talk compatible with Christianity or incompatible? We got Roderick on the line from Fort Worth. Roderick, what's your view? Uh, how you doing, Mr. Johnson? Uh, basically, my opinion is uh it's incompatible because I'm like, if he believes in evolution, that means that he, he believes in the absence of God. He believes mm-hmm. that nature, you know, created everything mm-hmm. that we see present in the world today. And that's basically contradictory to the Bible. Mm-hmm. And like Kenneth said, it's like every audience that he, he's in front of, he tells them what they want to hear to tickle their ears. And I'm like, I'm like, what is this man getting theology? You know, do you read the Bible? I think because everything he talks about is contradictory. And then he talks to, Thanks, Roderick. Well, I happen to believe that goes right along with that black liberation theology that Jeremiah Wright's been preaching. He's not been getting a lot of good, sound, biblical exegesis at that church for the last 20-plus years. We've got Steve on the line from Arlington. Steve, do you think this kind of language is compatible with Christianity or incompatible? Well, I believe it's very incompatible, Dr. Johnson. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's an accident. The first five words of the Bible are, in the beginning, God created. Yeah, that's good. That's pretty good. <laughs> and if he, if, I believe if you don't believe those five words, it's, it's very difficult to believe the rest of it. So, Steve, let me ask you um, this. Do you believe this outreach from the Democrats to uh, evangelicals is going to work with these kinds of uh, sound bites out there? Well, absolutely not, because evangelicals are not going to uh, uh, have anything. They, they won't identify at all with that kind of rhetoric, so uh, it's not going to work. Hey, thanks, Steve. Let's go quickly to Teresa. Teresa, thank you for calling. You're on the air. Thank you. I wanted to comment on what Barack Obama said about evolution and about gay marriage. You know, he said, I believe in evolution, and um, and it takes a lot of faith to believe that. <laughs> and so it's definitely incompatible with the Christian faith. Um, if you study the sciences, you know Christians aren't opposed to science. Mm. Uh, evolution just doesn't make sense. But his belief about gay marriage certainly follows the belief in evolution, because if God created one man and one woman for each other, to multiply and replenish the earth, then uh, you wouldn't necessarily believe that if you believe we evolved from lower life forms. Hey, thanks so much, Teresa. You know, Penna, there's a famous line in the Brothers Karamazov by Dostoevsky where he says, look, it's the character Ivan. If there is no God, everything is permissible. And so my point here is that's the worldview of atheism. Now, Obama is saying that he believes in God, saying that he's a Christian, saying that he would you would suspect mm-hmm. a Christian worldview. But on evolution and on sexuality, he's spouting out the non-Christian worldview. He's very inconsistent here, to say the least. But what about Hillary Clinton? We'll not let her off the hook. When we come back, Hillary Clinton on human life. Because she was asked last night at this same debate, when does life begin? Does it begin at conception? 
Does it begin at viability or quickening? Does it begin in natural birth? When does human life begin? We'll have Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama. What did they say last night? We're going to talk about it when we come back. We've got two callers holding. Barry and Clayton, please hold. We'll take your calls when we come back. It's Jerry Johnson Live with Pennedexter. We'll be right back. For what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness? No partnership. Or what fellowship has light with darkness? No partnership. Or what harmony has Christ with Belial or Satan? No partnership. Or what has a believer in common with an unbeliever? And the answer to those is negative. This is John MacArthur inviting you to a very special event this Friday night at 7.30. We'll be at Crossroads Christian Church in Grand Prairie. Friday night, April 18th. It's an evening with John MacArthur. I love the fact he is called the living God. Don't forget, April 18th, 7.30 p.m., an evening with John MacArthur. And you, our faithful Criswell Communications family. Why? Just to say thank you for your faithful support of this radio ministry. From San Angelo or Texoma or even in the Metroplex, you're invited to this evening with John MacArthur. The Spirit lives within us. The Spirit of Christ, the living God, dwells in us. This Friday night at 7.30, a free gift from our family to yours on CRN. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Islam can be compatible with the modern world. It can be uh, a partner with the Christian and Jewish and Hindu and Buddhist faiths in trying to create a better world. All right. Do you believe Islam can be compatible with the modern world? Senator Obama says yes. I don't know if evangelicals really believe or agree with that statement. We're talking about Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton last night, reaching out to the religious, to the evangelical by their own words. They say we need to get in church and reach the evangelicals. But where are they on evolution? Where are they on creation? Where are they on uh, human life and on marriage? Let's talk about it. Uh, we've got Clayton on the line. Clayton, thank you for holding. What's your view? Well, Jerry, as far as the uh, the creation goes, it is impossible for uh, for creation and evolution and anybody who uh, who believes in uh, in evolution to actually believe that the Bible is the uh, the errant, inerrant word. Uh, you look at the uh, you know the very first verse of the uh, the Bible, Genesis one one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Uh, that is completely incompatible with evolution. Well, I think that's right. And I think if Obama wants to get to the Sermon on the Mount, he's got a problem. He can't get past Genesis 1 uh, if he really <laughs> wants to quote the Sermon on the Mount or what the Bible says about the poor. And by the way, why should we care about the poor? The Hindus don't care about the poor. Mother Teresa found that out in Calcutta. They just drive down the road and hit them. Bad karma. Uh, if you believe that the poor and the diseased are, are people who've come back and they're just suffering uh, bad karma for a previous life, why would you try to uh, keep them from working off the bad karma? Why would you relieve them? They'll just have to come back that way again. As Christians, though, Mother Teresa said, wait, these are people created in God's image. They have worth. They have dignity. And I'm going to love them. And she was a light in the darkness. That's the Christian worldview. What about it, James? James from Fort Worth is called in. James, what's your view? Uh a few days ago, you had a listener that said they didn't agree with Obama's theology. 
but they would vote for them <laughs> and then pray for that they that their theology would change. And you know, I and I don't see how that anybody who is a true Christian can vote for anybody who is for abortion. I mean, that's just in. Well, James, I think there are a lot of evangelicals who agree with that. They view this like uh, we would view the slavery issue historically. What could be more fundamental? If you're talking about helping the poor or the disadvantaged, what would be more fundamental than protecting lives that are most vulnerable and innocent and uh, keeping people from taking those human lives uh, as we see in abortion? We've got Rebecca on the line from Fort Worth. Rebecca, thank you for calling. What's your view? Um, as far as the evolution is concerned, um, if he means natural selection, then I can buy into that. Natural selection occurs. We know that occurs. But man was created different. I mean, he was created separate. And if he's talking about that, then I don't agree. And as far as who to vote for, I mean, what's McCain's take on this issue, too? I don't know if it's any better than Obama's mm. or not. Very interesting question. You know, um I would have to say, certainly, human beings were a special creation of God. But if we take the text seriously, each species and each kind was a special creation from God. If we look at Genesis 1, it's not just human beings, but each kind is a special creation from God. And while we might believe in something that others would call microevolution, there'd be variation in finch beaks, as Darwin said, and so forth, but you don't see macroevolution. You don't see dog kind to cat kind or fish kind to bird kind. You don't see that in the fossil record, and you certainly don't see it in the text. Uh, what do you think of all this, Penna? Well, I would just want to add uh, their positions on an issue that we've brought up here, and that is abortion. It's a bottom-line issue for a lot of people, and uh, they're trying to speak to Christians in uh the state of Pennsylvania, for instance, at the forum last night, Mrs. Clinton was asked whether life begins at, uh, at conception. And yeah. here's what she said. I believe the potential for life begins at conception. For me, it is also not only about a potential life. It is about the other lives involved. She's talking about the mother who might potential be Potential life. Potential life. Yeah. And uh, what's uh, any more potential about a fetus than uh, an embryo, than a, an infant or an adult. Um, this is an individual human being with a unique DNA, unique genetic code, um, a separate heart, a separate lungs, separate brain. Uh, this is alive, not potentially alive. This is alive. There's a heartbeat. How could you say a potential life? This is life. Not potential life, but keep going. What did Obama say? Well, he's equivocating in the same way. He says he doesn't know the answer uh, if life begins at conception. He says he haven't, hasn't come to a firm resolution on it. It's hard to know. Uh, is it when a cell separates? Is it when the soul stirs? You know, Obama with his rhetoric. But, you know, what they claim to be so big on science, and yet the science shows us. I mean, it's just undeniable when you look at a sonogram when life begins. There is really not a scientific question about that anymore. So mm. this is just ridiculous for the two of them to be able to answer in this way and get away with it. Agnostic on God, um, agnostic on uh, evolution, and agnostic really on um, unborn human life. Well, we just don't know. Uh, we got Brenda on the line from Granbury. Brenda, thank you for calling. Uh, what's your view? Uh, Jerry, I just really believe that people need to look at Obama very closely because I really believe he's of the Islamic faith of Islam. And, uh, you know, that's why he can't line up on these issues that are Christian. 
Well, I got to say, Brenda, I take him at his word. He says he's not Muslim. He says he's a Christian. Uh, but he is a soft Christian and a soft he's soft on Islam. And that's what we I think we could verify today. He says, well, I'm a Christian, but I believe in evolution. I'm a Christian, but I'd, I don't believe what Paul says about homosexuality. I'm a Christian, but I don't stand up for the sanctity of human life. I'm a Christian, and I think Islam is compatible with the modern world. He's soft on Islam. He's soft on creation. He's soft on marriage. He's soft on human life. He does not hold to the Christian worldview. But we have to say the same thing about Hillary Clinton in that regard. She's soft on marriage. She's soft on human life. And uh, I want us to listen, though, once again to Obama on evolution. Obama on evolution. Here's Barack Obama saying evolution is compatible with Christianity. I do believe in evolution. Uh, I, do, I don't think that is incompatible with Christian faith, just as I don't think science generally is incompatible with Christian faith. Okay, I want to show you the importance of creation. Creation in God's image. Genesis 9-6, Whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed, for in the image of God he made man. God making man in his image, creating man in his image, is the value on human life. And it leads to a prohibition on shedding innocent human blood. Likewise, in James chapter 3, he says, With our tongue we bless God, and with it we curse men who've been made in the image of God. So it's wrong to kill people and wrong to curse people because we're made in God's image. Creation makes a difference. Evolution makes a difference. Can Obama reach evangelicals if he doesn't understand that difference? It's Jerry Johnson Live with Pennedexter. We'll be back tomorrow. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m., for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.